He was the only one worthy, without sin, who could offer his life as an acceptable sacrifice to God. And he did just that. He died in your place, in my place, so that if you and I believe, we can have life. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Over 2,000 years ago, God did something so amazing that we continue to remember and celebrate it even now. He gave a gift for all mankind, including First Nations people. Do you know the story and its significance? Hi, this is Mark Custolo, tribal member from the Mattapani tribe in Virginia and a follower of Jesus now for more than 45 years. Over the last 20 years, the storyteller has been broadcasting real-life stories of Native American, First Nations, and Alaska Native people from across North America. The one thing that every one of those stories has in common is the story I'm about to tell you, the story of the crucifixion of Jesus. This story is found in the Gospel accounts in the Bible. The public ministry of Jesus lasted about three years. Over the course of that time, he taught thousands who followed him from place to place and performed many miracles among them. He healed the sick, restored sight for the blind, made the lame to walk again, cast out demons, and even raised the dead. He calmed the raging sea, and he caused his disciples' fishing nets to be so full of fish on two occasions that their nets almost broke. But most importantly, people were set free. They were forgiven of their sins. All that Jesus did pointed people to the power and glory of God and ran contrary to the religious leaders of that time. Their religion was misguided and completely missed God. In their anger, the religious leaders worked in partnership with local government leaders to plot how they might kill Jesus. Knowing he and his disciples would be coming to the city of Jerusalem to observe the Passover, they plotted to arrest him, try him for breaking their religious laws, have him sentenced to death, and carry out his death sentence by way of crucifixion in keeping with Roman ways. After Jesus and his disciples finished observing the Passover, they went at night to a local olive grove to pray, as was his custom when in town. It was there that the temple guards found and arrested him. They conducted two trials in a matter of hours through the night. They conducted a third trial in the morning at which he was convicted of violating their religious laws and sentenced to death. He was beaten without mercy, and then he was hung on a cross to die a cruel death at the hands of Roman soldiers. Today, there are nearly 8 billion people who live in the world. Of the many billions of people who have lived and died since the creation of the first man and the first woman, why is so much made of the death and crucifixion of Jesus? After all, his death is just one out of billions, right? In the creation account in the Bible, it reads, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created you and all of creation. And he said it was very good. 
It was perfect, including the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve. They were created to live forever. They did not have any sickness or imperfections. God walked with them in the cool of the morning every day in that beautiful garden. As creator, he also gave them instructions that were in keeping with his plan. However, one fateful day, Adam and Eve chose their own way over the creator's way. They sinned. They went against God, their creator. They offended him in their relationship was broken. Their decision forever altered the course of mankind and our relationship to God. No one was exempt from the effects of their sin against God. Paul the Apostle writes, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Back in Romans, he writes, For the wages or the payment of sin is death. So we see that sin brought with it dire eternal consequences for all of creation. Our intimate connection with the Creator was severed. We who were created to live forever in perfect harmony with God, our Creator, and with one another, were condemned to die because of violating the laws of the Creator. And this death was not just physical, but spiritual as well, for all of eternity. This wasn't the Creator's design, nor His desire. And He was not willing to leave us in our sin, separated from Him. God the Creator is completely righteous and holy. That is to say, He's sinlessly pure. Sin cannot exist in His presence, which is why our sin separates us from Him. But God had a way to secure man's reconciliation to himself long before man was even created. He unveiled or showed his redemptive plan to mankind in a way that would give them a more complete understanding of the gravity of their sin and the extent of his love for them. You see, God put in place a plan that symbolized what was necessary to satisfy his requirement for righteousness to once again be able to live in his presence. A price for sin had to be paid, and that price was death. His plan included the presentation and killing of unblemished animals on behalf of individuals and families and even the entire nation. God's word says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. The animal sacrifices temporarily covered over one's sins, and furthermore, had to be repeated regularly according to his plan. His system vividly displayed the truth that sin carried the penalty of death for all. So at a given time, God instructed Abraham, a man who feared the Lord, to take his son to the mountain where sacrifices were made and offer his only son as a sacrifice to him. As Abraham and his son traveled to the place of sacrifice, the son asked his father, Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? His father replied, God will provide the lamb. Upon arrival to the site and after preparing the altar, Abraham bound his son and placed him on top of the altar. 
as he prepared to plunge his knife into his son's body, God called out and stopped him. He affirmed Abraham for his complete devotion and then revealed to him a perfect, unblemished lamb caught in the brush nearby. God had provided the lamb indeed, as Abraham had promised his son. God put in place a plan to erase the stain and effects of sin for mankind. God became man, Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God. He took our sins upon himself, paid the grueling price for our sins, and offered his righteousness to all who would believe in him. Jesus died for the sins of all mankind. His death was no ordinary death. He was the only one worthy without sin, who could offer his life as an acceptable sacrifice to God. And he did just that. He died in your place, in my place, so that if you and I believe, we can have life. He paid the debt for our sin and did it because he loves you and me. I remember being confronted by these truths of the death of Christ much younger in my life. And I remember being broken over my sin. And God brought me to the point of understanding these truths that we've talked about in this story today to the point where I realized I was a sinner and I needed God to forgive me. And I came to a point where I trusted Jesus to be my Savior, knowing He died for me. He died so that I could have a relationship with Him, so that I could be reunited in fellowship with the God who created me and not separated from Him temporarily here on earth or eternally after this life is done here. So for me, that's the decision that I made. And that's when I became a follower of Jesus. And that's my story. It's my story of redemption, my story of salvation. And for me, that was 45 plus years ago. And it's the best decision I ever made in my life. And he's proven himself faithful. He saved me. He redeemed me. He lives inside of me. I walk with him and I talk with him every day. And that's all made possible because Jesus died and paid a penalty that I couldn't pay. And if I, because I trusted that, I'm his child now. And I pray that today you will reach that same conclusion. Not because I said it, but because you hear the voice of God speaking to you in your heart. And that you hear him calling you to himself, saying, I love you. Here I am. Trust me. Come to me and I'll save you. I'll redeem you. I'll forgive you of your sins. I'll, I'll relieve you of the guilt that you're carrying. I'll heal your brokenness. I'll be your Savior. So friends, that's the story of the death, the crucifixion of Jesus. I hope that you noticed in that story that God, your creator, wasn't willing to leave you and me and our sin. We owed a debt that we couldn't pay. And because of his immense, unconditional love for me and his unconditional love for you, he gave his son to die in our place so that we can live in his presence for all of eternity. That, my friend, was God's plan for you, to walk in fellowship with him 
just like Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the morning every day in the garden. That's what he longs for you and me for all of eternity. And the death of Jesus is what secures that possibility. Would you give that a thought today? I'm praying that you will reach that understanding that, yes, you have sinned, that, yes, your sin has separated you from your relationship with your Creator God, and that His death made a way for you to come back to Him, not because you earned it or deserve it, but because He loved you enough to pay the penalty for your sin for you. Trust in Jesus today. My friend, there's no better time than now. God wants to be in relationship with you. Consider for a moment what He's done to make that possible. Jesus paid for your wrongdoing with His blood. That's what it took to satisfy justice on our behalf, His life for ours. And then in an act of supreme power and authority, God raised Him from the dead and so declared that sin's debt had been paid in full. Why did He do all this? Listen to Jesus' words. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift ever given, and He was given so that we could be with God forever. Want to know more? Visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. We're also on Facebook at Without Reservation. Missed a program or want to listen again? You can download our app and take The Storyteller with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.